this is episode two and I'm going to be talking about first generation and all that comes with it. I feel like it's an endless conversation and not all of it is going to be covered in this episode. I only interviewed two of my friends, Ellie and Natalia, and just asked them a few questions. I want to be able to interview more people that I know regarding this topic, anyone who's willing to come on and to share their thoughts with me and, you know, give a little insight of their world because coming on and doing a podcast can feel a little intrusive sometimes and it's not for everyone. So anyone who's open to conversation, please let me know. Like I said, this is a topic that has endless conversation and I'm not going to be able to cover it all. There's so many stories and experiences and struggles that we could go on about. But in this episode, it'll just be me, Ellie, and Natalia. I'm going to let them introduce themselves first. Hey guys, I'm Ellie. Um, What else? I'm 23. Um, And I'm Martha's friend. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Natalia. I'm also 23. And I'm Salvadorian. So the first question that I have here is, what responsibilities do you feel like you have to keep up with? Okay, so um, I would just say some responsibilities are like making my family look bad in certain um, in certain ways, like uh, doing something out of myself so they can be proud and like, you know, just making it known that I was raised well type of thing. Um, also setting an example for my sister and just um, overcoming the stereotype of like, being a young Latina, like, dropping out of school and, like, you know, um, not falling into that to kind of um, come out of the stereotypical Latina um, type of, yeah, bubble. So I would say it's mostly that type of, um, that type of responsibility and just becoming something of myself just Mm -hmm. to make it all worth it um and you know for anyone that like might feel like um needs a latina to look up to Mm -hmm. it would be really nice to feel like okay like if she could do it i can do it and just set an example yeah so that's kind of where i'm at with that um for me the biggest responsibility that i feel as being the firstborn is setting an example for my younger siblings I feel like that's like my priority because you know I'm the first one so it's whatever I do they kind of see it and they're like okay so maybe I should do that or maybe I shouldn't do that um what else another responsibility I have is I have an economic responsibility that I feel like because I'm the oldest one I have to help them out um with certain things that my younger brother or my younger sister don't have to do. Like, for example, in the family business, because I'm the oldest one, I get the all the weight of it. Like, I have to keep track of it. I have to manage everything. And um, also just ma- checking up on my siblings. Like I said, the biggest responsibility is just them. Um, making sure that they're eating, making sure that they're, they, they have rides to wherever they need to go. That's literally, like, I would say that's the biggest responsibility for me is just my younger siblings. Yeah. Also, setting a good example in school, 
and setting a good example in work, like having a good work ethic so that they can follow that. Okay, second question. What advice would you give your siblings in regards to high school? Um, my advice would be just have so much fun because those are the best years in my opinion. Make mistakes, but you have to deal with the consequences and know how to clean up after yourself. Um, and just don't feel bad about what other grown-ups are saying about you because we have like that thing like oh or whatever mm -hmm. like it's irrelevant everyone has someone that can be um i forgot that word i used last time um that could be affected by uh, by us talking bad about other people so just live your life have fun um and that's literally it because that is like the best time ever so mm -hmm. make mistakes and have fun um i would tell my siblings that definitely don't stress anything but your grades because in high school um like ellie said it's your prime years it's the years where you will have the less amount of responsibility um when it comes to work when it comes to school when it comes to life mm, friendships. when it comes to friendships too um, so I would just say, like, just focus on your grades and live your life. Don't stress. Don't worry about what people will say because I know high school tends to be the, the time when, you, like, everyone's all about cliques and, uh, like, all this drama's going on, all these rumors are spreading. Literally, just don't, don't give a rat's ass about what people have to say Yeah. or how they look at you because I can personally say that I spent a lot of time not really not necessarily like stressing other people but I, I did care about how people saw me or what people said and because I cared too much I feel like there's so many things that I wish I would have done differently or that I would have done in general mm -hmm. also I would say mistakes are okay as long as you learn from them and if you're tempted to you know try things or do things just think very closely about it before you do anything so i got the following questions off an article that i found on google because i really to i really wanted to bring good questions to the table and you know basically make it worthwhile to listen to and give you guys some in-depth conversation so i got this off the website high jump chicago so um the first question is it's often said that first-generation students tend to be insecure about their educational path and lack the level of support that their counterparts have. Do you agree with this? If so, why do first-generation students feel less confident? What factors determine support? Um, so I would think the lack of confidence would come from not having like a blueprint prior in the sense of uh, college specifically. I'm sure there's like other ways to you know have blueprints in other areas but specifically college i would think that's where the lack of confidence would come from um but other than that i don't see um anything else personally uh maybe the language um but i would say a way to support is just um maybe giving the kid options to study what they want or 
do what they want or make mistakes or come back to it. Um, just kind of being more uh, lenient and understanding. So like that's kind of it for me. Like that's my opinion. There's definitely a lack of confidence just because this is a whole new chapter in their life that they're entering and they have nobody to help they have nobody to advise them just because no they have no role models in the family that have gone through the situation because mm-hmm. it's not like you know you enter middle school you enter high school like it's pretty much the same thing as what you've been doing but now you're entering college it's a whole new world it's a whole new lifestyle it's a lot of uh, applications a lot of paperwork you got to do that's pretty much what I would say it's just a lack of knowledge when it comes to the parents specifically and what areas do first-generation students typically struggle in your opinion definitely emotionally I feel like you are kind of taught to um, put your feelings aside and just make it work make it happen which can many times benefit you but many times end up um, building up Um, so definitely um, emotionally definitely a struggle for me the biggest thing would be like other people like saying things that to me was like the biggest thing Mm -hmm. so um, because I feel like that's something that we don't um, have to overcome with other cultures and stuff it's within our own so when you have to um, overcome something within your own culture, sometimes you kind of sometimes feel like, am I the one that's wrong? Um, and stuff like that. So to me, it's more the stuff that comes within your own culture or um, group. It's kind of like overcoming um, and struggling with getting out of uh, toxic situations mm-hmm. that you might think are right the whole time because you grew up like that so to you it's like no this is normal but then you're like wait it's not so that's what I would think would be um, one of the biggest struggles um, aside from emotional and like you know learning to do everything on your own Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that would be like the biggest one just because that's one I face the most Mm -hmm. so yeah Um, so I would definitely say emotionally just because this is the first time that they're out of the house, out of the nest. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, at least I personally got really homesick, like really bad. Um, I had a really big culture shock because this is, you know, I've never been around these people, at least on my own. Cause you know, even before, like if I was in a new environment, a new culture, I had my family with me, so it was fine. But this time, I was on my own, and so that definitely didn't help. Mm -hmm. Um, Another area is the whole application process. That was a huge struggle for me. Uh, Filing out the FAFSA, all the scholarships, the actual college applications, the Common App, all of that was a a struggle for me because... All I was told is you have to do this by a certain deadline, and it's a shit ton of applications. Can I curse in here? Yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, the, the career center at uh, your high school usually helps you anyways, but I didn't even know we had that. 
Um, my parents couldn't really help me with anything. And then with the whole filing the taxes and like you see how they ask like a million questions. Yeah. Um, another area that we struggle with, I would say, is uh, studying in general because we get a lot of work in college and this is not the amount of work load that we get in college is nothing compared to what we get in high school oh my god yeah like yeah we, we get more time to do it but it's a lot more heavier yeah and i feel like if you have your parents supporting you there helping you with it it, it makes it easier but if they can't really help you at all and i don't mean help you by actually like tutoring you and helping you out like in elementary school but um there was a lack of understanding too sometimes with my parents because they would want me to do something or they would want me to attend an event but I couldn't go because I had so much work to do and they they would get mad they would just think it's me not being responsible and me procrastinating me leaving it all for the last minute when in reality it's just a lot so that's definitely something that first generation struggle with because the parents have never gone through this so they don't understand how stressful it can be on the student on the child and for them it's just kind of like okay well just do your work and you know that's it yeah in your experience what are some key pieces of information that first generation students are missing or learn later in life um maybe just like um a lot of scholarships. I didn't realize how much help was offered. Um, a, a lot of help is offered as well, not just with scholarships, but like, um, you know, like guidance and what you want to do or what you should take and stuff like that. Um, not so much in high school, but more in like college. That would definitely be like the biggest thing, just like all this extra help and money that's there that I just didn't realize until like later, like like what, two, three years into college. Mm-hmm. Um, the scholarships and the help, like there is a lot of help. You just have to look for it and want it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's what I would say basically. Um, for me, I would agree with the scholarships. Um, when I started college in the beginning, I was freaking out because of, you know, economic reasons. Mm -hmm. But as I started continuing my college years, I started realizing there is so much help. Like, you can literally go to college for free with everything paid for if you put your effort in and do your research. Also with textbooks... I didn't know that you could just rent textbooks for dirt cheap. So I used to buy all my textbooks at first. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, And, you know, a lot of first generation students probably would think the same. I would say that something else that they learn later um, would be just how to study and how to retain all the information that you learn in class. Yeah because it's a lot of information that just shoots at you for like three hours and like in one sitting and so just taking notes and studying definitely improves as the years go by so shifting from an educational point of view i now want to talk about the gender roles that we face as latinx women 
So in these modern times, Latino families are adapting to teamwork kind of marriages. However, the expectations for women to still come home and feed the family and clean up after them are still present. How do you see yourself stepping away from this expectation? I 100% agree with the 50-50 marriage. Um, I do think there's things that women are just going to do, like cook and clean. Um, But I think that now um, the guy should be able to help. Um, And I think that starts with setting the tone before moving in together or um, before starting a relationship, just before. Um, And then, you know, sometimes if the guy is not necessarily like that, you teach them. um, You just kind of say, like, okay, well, I'll clean. I'll cook, but you have to clean. And not not accepting less than than that, than a 50-50 marriage. But I'm sure that there will be times when one or the other does a little bit more just uh, out of the kindness of your heart just because that's just um, maybe one one day someone's having a bad day and then you just want to cook and clean just to make it better and things like that. But for the most part, I think that, yes, it should be 50-50, aside from some exceptions. So I personally don't feel that there should be roles, like gender roles in a relationship or in a family or in anything. I just feel like everybody needs to contribute and everybody needs to help out and, you know, people know their places, people know what they need to do. It's not more of like, it's expected because this is what our culture is telling us that we need to do. It's more of, I I think of it more as like, you know, my husband cooked yesterday, so I'm going to cook today. Um, I did the laundry today, so my husband's going to do the laundry next week. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a partnership, and it's definitely not like, you know, she has to do this, he has to do that. It's more of, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? And it's very hard to get rid of uh, those gender roles and the machismo in in the Hispanic culture because it's so deeply rooted like for so many years now mm-hmm. you're always going to end up having it even in, in any Hispanic family but I definitely see myself stepping away from that in my future just because I I don't think I can put up with it yeah <laughs> yeah so the reason why I asked this question is because I feel like it goes hand in hand with first generation and I feel like it's a lot it's up to a lot of us first generation um children who grew up to get married to break away from the chains that is not being in a 50-30 partnership and a lot of people will say that they both put in the same amount of effort but do they really or is the wife still expected to do the same old taking care of the kids and taking care of the home and taking care of the family despite um despite her also working and helping out financially um and also emotionally um are you breaking away from those chains by marrying someone who's open to discussion about feelings and therapy 
um, and you know, not machista, are you really stepping out of that bubble is a milestone that I would call. Um, oftentimes, first generation children end up just like their parents in the same cycle of marriage and work life. There is no change. So to acknowledge that and to really make a change is really important. Um, And we don't really see it come into action until we get married and build a family. And, you know, also for those of us who don't want to have our own families, what it's like to be the first person in our families to not do the traditional getting married and having kids because that's not what we see as our definition of a happy life. It's still common for the traditional family to throw in their two cents in regards to your non-traditional ways of living. Do you see yourself allowing this in your family? Um, absolutely not. I think that uh, a conversation is well, um, is very needed. And if that doesn't work, obviously you can't make these family members disappear, but you just slowly drift away, keep it cool, keep it cordial, and just that's it but that's not happening in um in my relationship marriage whatever and i think that my husband boyfriend needs to 100 percent take my side about it and understand because if he doesn't then that's a problem so absolutely not no because i don't think that anyone would like that so no definitely no for me um so this will definitely happen because within cultures, there's always subcultures. Within big groups, there's always smaller groups that don't agree, don't see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to be criticism and people giving you their input. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's they're not who I'm dating. They're not who I'm married to. They're not my family, my immediate family at least. So... I don't really, I don't necessarily care what they will say, but I won't allow it to the, in, in like, in regards to how it affects me. I would just, like, I know that people have their opinions. I myself have my own opinion. So, yeah, I won't be okay with it. But at the same time, like, I can't, I can't really do anything to prevent it because people will always have their opinions about my non-traditional ways. Mm Mm-hmm. okay well thank you guys for coming into this episode with me and just sharing your experiences and your thoughts on you know being a first generation woman and student um there's so many struggles there is going to be so many struggles even as an adult and i think we're just going to keep learning as we're going but i think the biggest advantage that we have for those of us who have younger siblings is that now we can guide them on how to do this the right way and and prevent them from doing a bunch of stupid shit that we did or maybe even like Nat said filling out FAFSA correctly or telling them that you don't have to go to this perfect college and you can go to a community college it's perfectly and socially acceptable now <laughs> and financially so us being basically their counselors is very helpful um, I hope that in future episodes we can elaborate a little more and continue to talk about you know what it's like to be us basically first generation and woman maybe even touch on the very sensitive topic topic that is dating as a first generation latina and all the hate that you can get you know compared to men um 
But yeah, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, so moving on from the interview with the girls, I posted a discussion question on my Instagram once again, and the question was, if you are first generation, what advice would you give your 14-year-old self? And I chose this question because I feel like 14 is a big moment in everyone's life because it's a stage where you're truly developing into not who you are going to be because you're constantly changing throughout life, but at 14, you think you know everything and there's nothing that can hurt you. At least that's what I take from 14. So I got a lot of good responses and I'm going to read them once again and just address each one. And thank you to everyone who's participating. I feel like this brings a lot of good content to the episodes and I really look forward to the answers. So the first comment is women's issues. The difference between women and men being raised, how we were brought up to think differently and expect certain things due to gender. This is really important in young women's life when it comes to being first generation. If you don't have an older sibling who's been through it and is there to guide you, it's going to be a very rough path into figuring out how to handle the expectations that come from young women. And maybe if you have older siblings that are brothers, the difference in the treatment that you guys get. And if it's not addressed, if you're not being told that maybe your parents just don't know any better because they were raised that way, you will build up a lot of hate towards your older siblings. And I would know because, you know, I'm describing my life. So it takes a lot of self-exploration self exploration and figuring out why you're feeling this way. It's like being your own therapist. So these issues are something that should be addressed often, especially if you have younger siblings. I think it's important to note that young men are not at fault for the way that their parents are raising them or babying them or basically putting them on a pedestal, but it is important for the young men to grow up and realize that it might be unfair to their female siblings and why they're treated properly and we're all the same and we should all be expected to work just as hard and put in as much effort into our homes. So like I said, it's self-exploration and figuring out that maybe this, these things are not okay. The second answer that I got is don't force yourself into only pursuing a doctor, lawyer, or whatever other prestigious job that your parents think are the only definitions of success. There are so many career paths out there that you can explore, many that our parents and we aren't really exposed to, so to explore. Don't think that you owe your parents a home or lots of money. They came to put you in a position for a better life. Obviously, take care of them, but don't put too much pressure on yourself. And you know, I need to tell myself this often, and I'm 23, but it is helpful information for a 14-year-old because although a 14-year-old might not be thinking that far ahead, it's definitely in the back of their mind. Um, and yeah, these 14-year-olds might be thinking, my mom wants me to be a police officer or a doctor, and what if I don't want to do that? It's very important to note that our parents came here for the American dream, and while we might be in search of the American dream, it's not the same that our parents had in mind. It's not the same nine to five jobs, corporate jobs, you know, with benefits that they were looking forward and they wanted you to become a professional. 
It's, it's not what they had in mind. And it can be disappointing for them to hear that. But as long as you're creating your own success and whichever way you're earning your success, it shouldn't matter. So I do agree that it's important to step out of the shell that is being instilled in our heads of the only way to build success in this country. The third answer was, don't let your family's expectations of you determine your choices and decisions. Remember, you live your life for yourself, but also it's cool to put effort into what you do and celebrate your own little victories and milestones. I want to put emphasis on celebrate your own little victories and milestones because it's so important to recognize that just because you're doing things differently than what your parents have taught you in regards to victories doesn't mean that they're not important it doesn't mean that your little milestone should not be acknowledged the fourth answer was first generations have the burden of balancing their own life versus a communal perspective that is embedded in our culture usually reinforced by that oh so familiar quote family guilt end quote we are the ones who break the glass ceiling for selfish or prioritized acts which focus on our individual needs to make us happy and successful. We also have expectations to fill when it comes to taking care of our parents, buying them homes, and becoming their retirement insurance, while at the same time, we have been disproportionately burdened with no financial security, investment, and most likely debt. I'd tell my 14-year-old self, money isn't everything, but being financially independent with a solid savings plan from the first job you ever got would have made a difference in your life as an adult, and this one is so important. Someone else DM'd me with basically they say the same thing. They would tell their 14-year-old self to save money. And my God, when I tell you that I had a job in high school where I was making crazy amounts of money and I didn't save one penny, it pisses me off. But I was never told, here's why you need to save because of so-and-so in the future. You might want to buy a house. You might want to go to this college. You might want to go to one of those missionary trips in college. You might want to go on your first trip. I was never told because, you know, our parents did not know. They didn't know any better but to come here, work, and feed their kids, and keep their family afloat. So saving money and giving them a reason to save money is more important than just being like don't waste your money on stupid things it doesn't help but giving them motivation to put some away put some aside is very important someone else said i wish someone would have taught me the importance of finances i had to learn everything myself from opening a credit card to buying my first car to how to apply to colleges There are lots of firsts I had to do on my own, which one hand has helped me grow with maturity, but there are people who now have financial advantages. Quote, learning about stocks, how to purchase cars, homes, etc. End quote. And did it the right way, because their parents already knew how to do that. Fresh generation children are always at a setback because we don't have someone teaching us these things. And I 100% agree. It's such an unfair disadvantage Yet nobody's at fault because that's just the way that we were we were brought into the world and we had to grow up. That's what we got. That's what that's the card that life handed us and it fucking blows. So 
just putting it out there maybe on the internet or for other 14-year-olds, first-generation kids to have this information is, I feel, so important and crucial to their lives so we can avoid all this stress that we've been dealt with. Um, Someone else said, don't lose your sense of self only trying to please your parents' approval. Obviously, be respectful to them. They sacrificed a lot to give a head start when they didn't have one. But learning to respectfully draw boundaries and live up to my own expectations, long-term goal to pay them back for everything they gave me. Also, be more grateful. This is also really important because young kids don't understand the struggles that their parents have been through. Um, Coming here to a different country with very little money, no knowledge of the language, is scary it's intimidating yet here they are here's how far they've made it and you know they're just trying to take care of us but there is a difference in the way they grew up in the way that we are being brought up the first generation kids there is a difference in the culture that we're being assimilated into at school so we grew up a little more I guess you could say with more freedoms, a little more liberal than they did. You know, not everyone's religious over here or they don't let their religion guide their life entirely. So there's there can be a lot of clashing of heads and a lot of fights and disagreements, but it's important not to disrespect your parents' ideals because, again, they don't know any better and that's what they were taught. And as adults, it's harder to come out of a bubble than it is with children. So be aware of that. Your parents have a hard time understanding why you're like this because they didn't know any better. They have no idea that, you know, it's okay to do some things or express yourself certain ways or have open conversations, for example, about sexuality. It's so different for them. So maybe they get frustrated because they don't understand. They simply do not understand. So drawing boundaries is very important so that you yourself can be your own person without disrespecting their culture and their ideals. And last answer was to not allow your parents to tell you how to how your life should go. Do what makes you happy and put yourself first. Traditions and customs have changed and it's okay to alter them to fit your new ideals. Exactly. So just like I said, it's okay to explore and learn about different cultures and religions. And if you eventually want to change religions that's your choice it might disappoint your parents but at the end of the day you make your own choices and they're gonna have to be okay with that it's not okay to grow up and be the adult that just wants to please them for the rest of your life where is your happiness where is where are your priorities in your life you know you can take care of your parents and just completely detach yourself from the way they they grew up and have respect for them at the end of the day and their opinions because they're always going to throw that at you you know they might not agree with the things that you do or how you live your life who you live with who you interact with it's hard for them like i said to grow out of a certain mindset um but don't let that hold you back from exploring yourself socially financially religiously however you want to So all of that being said, thank you to everyone who participated in the discussion. This is a topic that can have so many different points of views and, you know, I only have two. 
So I'm hoping to be able to bring more content of this into future episodes. Maybe get, um, you know, a male's point of view and their expectations and how we can be hurting them mentally. So we can all have those points of views and be able to relate. So my next episode is hopefully going to be about what it means to be single. And I will be bringing on my friend Margarita and Ellie to talk about the expectations of the single life especially after leaving a long-term relationship. And it also might tie in into like first generation and how it's a little difficult to date around because Hispanic families don't do dating around. I mean, at least my family doesn't do the whole dating around. So clearly that's why I had to, you know, being first generation and all that. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And don't forget that retinal and sunscreen are your best friends.